Good morning and welcome in to the Cap and J Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app with David Kaplan, Jonathan Hood with you. Now time for Shot or No Shot and it's brought to you by ESPN Bet. Now live in Illinois. Sign up today. New users get $100 in bonus bets with any sportsbook bet. We say good morning to Shea W. Norley. Good morning, boys, on a Friday. Combine Friday, quarterback speaking, and oh boy, Caleb Williams scheduled to meet the media at the NFL Combine right now. I am looking on Twitter. I don't know that I've seen a press scrum this size. It is, we've been in that room. It is virtually wall to wall surrounding podium four waiting for Caleb Williams. The information uh is is that Caleb is supposed to be there. Now of course the media has fallen for the Yoki Doke before. He has taken the podium. There is now photo of him on the podium in front of the microphone. So we will do our best to have some of that audio turned around for around the NFL. And what is he wearing? Is he in the no bull QB fourteen, uh, yeah. Yeah, the no bull NFL issued gear. Yeah. I, it, that's the craziest thing about the combine to me is they reduce you to a position and a number. You are not Caleb Williams. You are QB fourteen. That's correct. You are not Dallas Turner. You are DE six. Like it's that's crazy to me because there are guys coming in and media that don't know what these guys look like with a helmet on. They do. They don't know what they look like walking down the hall. Shay, you and I, hoodie was back at the hotel. You remember this? We were getting our credentials last year. We went and got hoodie's credential. You were coming from a game. You remember we were walking, who was walking next to us? Uh, it was Quentin Johnston, wasn't it? No, it was... Um, or, no, Nolan Smith, Nolan the Eagles Smith linebacker. We the, saw Quentin Johnston, no, too. Nolan Smith from Georgia was the guy in the hall. There were like eight Georgia guys with him. He stopped everyone and he said, Hey, people have it out for us. We're representing Georgia. Act right. I'm like, I want that kid. He's a leader. And everybody just followed along with him. And then we were walking. And who was the kid who went in the top ten? Dave, uh, not David Tyree. That's the receiver. The the the, the D end. Uh, Tyree, I can't think of his last. He was horrible. He was. Uh, they go to the Raiders, right? Yeah, and he had an awful season. He was doing sprints in the hallway of the convention center on the carpet. The Texas Tech kid. Yeah. Yes. Tyree Wilson. Tyree Wilson. And Shay and I are walking. You Tyree Wilson? Yep. He's doing sprints on the carpeting. Yeah. Like it was it was super cool, man. It was fun to be down there. In the uh when you are a rookie or gonna be a rookie in the NFL, you're just another guy, just in a jumpsuit. That's it. You're, they're special to you, but to the NFL, you're just a guy. What did Hampton say that when he got he was the fourth pick in the draft? He said, I thought I could get cut in training camp. That's how naive he was mm-hmm. coming from Arkansas. And he said, Buddy Ryan would not address him by name. He said, you had 99 on tape on the top, like on the front of your helmet. And he, 99, you're not even going to make it out of training camp. You are awful. Just killing him. <laughs> He's like, I thought I was getting cut. I called my mom and go, I think I might get cut. Here, the fourth pick overall. <laughs> my, how times have changed. Here's Shane Orling. Shane? All right, well, let's start with Caleb Williams. Some news uh, yesterday and this morning regarding the potential number one quarterback in the draft. 
He's not taking part in any of the Combine medicals. It's believed he is the first Combine invitee to go to Indianapolis and decline the medical evaluations. Shot or no shot? This is a red flag. No shot. He's providing the medicals. He's taking them for the teams that he's meeting with where he's going to go. He just doesn't want all 32 teams having his medical information. No problem. I got no issues with that whatsoever. Boy, these athletes and these and these um, agents and these representatives have gotten so smarter with this, haven't they, Cap? We're only going to talk to maybe four or five teams anyway. We know exactly where we're going, so why should I tell the Arizona Cardinals what my medicals are? Right, why should they know my medical history? He's right. Kansas City Chiefs, why do they need to know? They don't. Why should they know that I have this or that? No. It, it is, It is to me, I don't know about you, it's just amazing to me how savvy these players and these um, these representatives have been over the years on how I'm not going to have our guy work out for you. We're not going to be in the combine like everybody else. If you think we're special, we'll show you how special you are. Take us to dinner or, or you come to his facility where he played college. Those things. Those things are so different than it was even 10 years ago. It's, it's, I mean, these are brands that say, you want me, you be on our turf, on our surface. So, Caleb Williams, this literally, Adam Johns just tweeted this two seconds. Caleb Williams said he will indeed do medicals with the teams that he makes visits to. Mm-hmm. So, they're going to get the medicals. He's just not doing it with all 32. Good for him. It's different. Definitely different. I'm telling you, my little Marvin Harrison bit about you could say all the same things about Caleb as you can about Marvin Harrison. Yep. Boy, does that come more true every day as he blew off media, wasn't at the Combine at all today, Marvin Harrison Jr. He's not going to do medicals at the Combine. He's not even there. God almighty. He's still a generational talent. (laughs) And he'll still be taken high in the draft no matter what, right? Yep. And I know for some, you know how I know this? Because of our security guard, Mark, on the ground here that we see every morning. He's the best. He was telling me, just the other day, he's like, it's Marvin, you know, he's a Chicago guy through and through, Mark. Yeah, I can't I can't believe this, Hood. I can't believe it. It's Marvin Harrison. He's not going to go through the medicals. He's not going to do the workout. This ain't 1986, man. Like, like these guys are a brand. They're they'll empowered. Work out, they'll, work out for the t- they'll, well, they'll work out for the teams that they're going to possibly play for. Why would the Chiefs work him out? Why do they need to know all the information? Like, he's not going there. Correct. It's going to be one of the top five teams. And I also read that you know, five years from now, he gets traded or he's going to sign somewhere else as a free agent. They can then request baseline medicals and then do their own to have a comparison. But why do the Houston Texans need his medical file in their computer? They don't. It becomes, Shay, for somebody, a character flaw with some of these players, but it's not. It's just business. I just saw one NFL uh, beat guy put, Welcome to Gen Z in the NFL draft. Guy's not participating anymore. Okay. Because you you got nothing to cover. That's why. Cover everyone else. Make stories of everyone else that's there. How about that? Shay. All right. Some rumblings yesterday claimed there has been chatter about the Vikings being interested in trading for Justin Fields. The claim is the price would be higher for the Vikings to get fields because it is an in-division trade. Uh, For me, honestly, this is kind of attractive. You get to play Justin Fields twice a season. Shot or no shot, the Bears should trade fields in the division if they can. Who cares? Trade them wherever you get the best package back. What, are you afraid? Go buy a dog, like Stacy says. 
Who cares? I don't care if they trade him to the freaking Packers. Beat his ass if he's on another team. That's it. Period. I don't care. Give me the best package back. What am I getting? Oh, that's the best offer? Done. What would you like? Got anything in particular you'd like from the Vikings beside their draft picks? Any, any players of any distinction that you'd be interested in? Yeah, I'd take uh, Justin Jefferson mm-hmm. and TJ Hawkinson. <laughs> that's all? That's it. <laughs> yeah, uh, I would rather not see Justin Fields in the division. But, I mean, you get the best package. I totally understand that, that point of view. I just, uh, I'd rather, I mean, I'd rather him be in Atlanta and thrive, do a nice job there. Just, Pittsburgh. Just give me draft capital or mm-hmm. a really good young player. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Shay, no shot. All right, I have a question about the NFL offseason. It has totally dominated the conversation, certainly in this city. But anytime you turn on any sports station right now, they're talking about the Chicago Bears, the market for Justin Fields on ESPN right now. Mm-hmm. They're talking about the number one pick in the draft. It's all anybody's talking about. It's virtually nonstop coverage. Combine, draft, free agency, NFL offseason. Shot or no shot? The NFL offseason has become the second biggest sport in America behind only actual football. That's a no shot. It is. It's big. Mm -hmm. But I still think there are actual games that matter, whether that's college football, NBA playoff basketball. Oh, for heaven's sakes, clear it out, Harry, for God's sakes. (laughs) Struggling in the eight o'clock hour. What I would tell you. <laughs> Sorry. What's that, Arnie? Sorry. God Almighty. Yeah, no. It's big, but it's not the second biggest. No. Okay. I tell you, the NFL offseason is bigger than baseball. No, it's not. Hoodie. The NFL offseason is bigger than Major League Baseball. No, it's not. No, it's not. It is. It is not. Major League Baseball is going to be, a, I think, an $11 billion industry this year. Stop yourself. There'll be how many millions and millions of fans. Stop yourself now, with your football woody. Stop. Now, 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 here's the thing. I'm always the one that says I don't care who's watching as long as I'm, I'm entertained. Mm-hmm. I'm not into the numbers on the decline because they're streaming and there's regular television. That's how people consume sports. But I will say, Cap, think about all these shows here. After the Super Bowl, you think football's dead or not. The free agency and the speculation that's out there is give is putting up some big numbers. I'm not one that's always concerned about ratings, but I think that it is interesting that there's so many people are interested in the offseason. Kind of like the NBA. A lot of people are into the NBA offseason more so than the actual finals because of all the conjecture and the lies and people clapping back on Instagram and all that kind of stuff. I'm just telling you, man, this, this NFL. I'm not saying it's not big. It's not bigger than baseball. Stop. Bigger than the World Series? No. How about bigger than the regular season in May? I'm just talking about the the baseball season. Yes. It is bigger than this. This is big right now, and then it dies out. And the, the average, like the diehards, I mean, he's a football maniac. But the, the average person, they go about their lives. They're not locked in on, I got to see what's going on at the combine. No. I'm telling you, if you could ask 100 sports fans, would they rather pay it? You can only have one. Major League Baseball or the NFL offseason. You cannot pay attention to both. The majority would select the NFL offseason. What do you think of that? You, th- you agree? 
maybe. Put it put it on the poll at ESPN 1000, Shay. Shay, put it on the poll this time. Put it on the poll. NFL offseason, Major League Baseball. See how that comes back. Maybe it comes back. I don't know. I mean... In this city, you probably it, I think the NFL Combine would win. We lose the, the in NFL this city, offseason. maybe. Yeah. Especially we have the number one pick. Yes. The NFL offseason for sure. But, I mean, I've told you before that if the Bears were picking 24th, I'd do this for a living. I'd want to know who we're getting at 24. If you think I'm locked in watching the NFL draft for hours and I want to know who the Texans took in the third round, I could care less. Baseball guys. I'm watching baseball. I understand. I understand. Got a long season. Got the NBA and NHL playoffs going on. Far more entertaining than draft night after the first round is over. Mm-hmm. I'm watching them all. I try, to, I try to consume it all. After I've watched so much college football, I am curious on where some of these players I've watched all season, where they fall. Like For you, yeah. But for me, like there's nothing more boring than day three of the NFL draft. Nothing more boring. How about that, Shay? Sacrilege. The Minnesota Vikings (laughs) select center from Boise State, Bob Wilson. Who gives a... Good luck, Bob. I hope you have a good career. (laughs) I could care less. (laughs) It's already late April, early May. I'm going to watch baseball, the NBA and NHL playoffs, and I'm going to get outside. I am not... I'm happy for the Wilson family out in Pocatello. Great. Am I watching that locked in? Hell no, I'm not Shay Norling. Shay. What about if it's Flip Wilson? Will you be happy for his family? I was a fan. Go ahead, Geraldine. I was just going to say, what was the name of the character? Geraldine. You got it. Shay? All right, very quickly, another another high-profile draft prospect has officially gone pro. Caitlin Clark announced on social media yesterday she will enter the WNBA draft. Shot or no shot? The Chicago Sky need to trade up from three to get Caitlin Clark in Chicago. Yeah, that, that's a shot. I would love to see that. Um, Caitlin Clark, I know that was a bombshell on social media to find out that she's not staying an extra year at Iowa. She is the most popular player uh, in the state of Iowa, most popular player in college, uh, women's college basketball. And right there in the team photo of all of college basketball, quite frankly, as far as her popularity is concerned. But, Cap, you know what's interesting is is that Caitlin Clark, who well, I've read several places, she's making in excess of $900,000 in NIL money and endorsements and everything else. So she's damn near a millionaire. She probably has the best house in the state of Iowa. Yes. I'm thinking. She's not on campus in a dorm, you know, in a one-bedroom. She probably has the best house in Iowa. And so having said that, I look at her, Cap, and I think that she is a top-five attraction uh, – a top 10 attraction in all the sports, but definitely top five when it comes to uh, college basketball, without question. Well, the, the shot or no shot question, though, was should they trade up? Yes. Yeah, that's a shot. Absolutely. Because if she ended up on the sky. Oh, my God. And if Caleb Williams ends up on the Bears, give me in order the five most exciting athletes in Chicago sports. Caleb, Bedard, Caitlin Clark, Luis Robert. And, again, the Cubs have to emerge with someone. A Pete Crow. No. (laughs) Caitlin Clark is probably number three. If they made a trade, she's probably the third most exciting, recognizable athlete in the city. And as as of late, Kobe White. Or DJ Moore. Yeah. 
as yeah. of as of late, like Kobe White, because he's like Caitlin Clark. Yeah. If you're an advertiser, yeah. you're one of our partners here. Well, that's the hope. Hi, I'm Keith Williams from ESPN 1000, the market manager. We have Caitlin Clark on our stage. In, I mean, who wouldn't want her repping your product? So the budgets are through the roof for Caitlin Clark. Shay. Great question in our Twitch chat. You can, you can also always watch us on YouTube on the ESPN Chicago page. One of the Twitchers, shot or no shot, Caitlin Clark more important to the WNBA than Caleb the NFL? No shot because the NFL is king. Stop. Okay, now, now let's not go crazy. Yeah, but I think the angle w- would be Caleb's not going to grow the NFL. Caitlin Clark will explode the WNBA. There's no question about that. Her and Aaliyah Boston on the Indiana Fever, they should sell out that field house every night and sell out arenas around the league every night. When they come to Wintrust, oh, my God, I'm going to be there. Oveda, need a ticket. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be there. Those two, oh, my God, Cap. And the, and the WNBA needs a little bit of a shot in the arm. Caitlin Clark there. And by the way, doesn't necessarily mean that she's going to score 30 points a game in that league. Not right away. She's fantastic, but... Anescu struggled when she first got into the league. Sabrina, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's not. I don't think like it's not like Caitlin Clark's going to be a bigger star than Caleb Williams. No one's saying that, right. but I think she would be more important to her league than Caleb would to the NFL, which is saying something because I think Caleb could be extremely important to the NFL if he is the Patrick Mahomes type he's billed as. It's a great question on Twitch, and that's very good. It's, it's well, very well said. Coming up, we will go around the NFL. Caleb Williams at the combine. We'll get to that. Also, Jesse Rogers with the latest in the Cubs and the Sox. Cap and J-Hood. Weekday morning, 7 to 10. Cap and J-Hood are back. I want to thank both you guys, man, for the great season of Bears information. And I just want to say I appreciate you guys. And I love the show. On Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. Nick Foles sucks. He sucks. I'm just a fan. I'm not a football evaluator. I love the Green Bay Packers. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. I Winner. He starts to come and he pulls out. This is a really thickly built guy. I mean, what's the answer you're looking for on these things here? Huh? Time to go around the National Football League on the Cap and J Hood Morning Show. Hoodie. I know it's the NFL segment. I'll hand it off to Snorling in a moment. Sure. Okay. Do you realize? Start reading all the stuff coming out about Caleb this morning. Do you realize how blessed we are? That he's going to be ours? Get on freaking board. Chase greatness. Stop being ridiculous. Settling. Being mediocre. That kid's a beast. We're blessed. The football gods have finally blessed us. And we got people in town. Ooh, can we trade the pick? Can we get more? You're out of your mind. Here's Shane Norland. Don't pop a vessel. I'm a little concerned about you right now. Did start reading this stuff about competing. You have any questions for the Bears? Yeah. Do you want to win? You're damn right we want to win. It's time. Let's go. Here's Shay Norling. Shay? Bunch of yep. maniacs in this town. Uh, Jay Moore and I have been pouring over some of the sound and the clips going up on social media from Caleb Williams, who is currently meeting the media in Indianapolis. There's a lot here. Jay Moore, what do we got? Uh, this is why he uh, says he's not throwing at the combine today. Not doing things. Uh, it was a decision by me and my team, my family. Um, and it comes down to that. And then from there. 
the type of player he'll be uh, when drafted? I'd say uh, player impression that they be getting, a uh, person that cares for his teammates. Um, some of y'all may have seen, some of y'all may have not. Um, I try to take care of all my guys, uh, no matter if he's been fourth on the depth chart or you know, you're, the, you're the star player. Um, so I care for my teammates, and then the other part is I'm a, I'm a fierce competitor, as you may have seen after you know some games. Surprise, surprise. His feelings. <laughs> oh, God, what a shock. Hold on now. Hang on. Very similar. Go ahead. His feelings on if he's drafted by the Bears. The Bears are, was an 8 9 team last year, um, I believe. And, uh, 7 to, seven to 10, sorry. And, and um, you know, it's, that's pretty good for a team that has the first pick. Um, and, and they got a good defense. And they got good players on offense. Um, and, and, you know, it's, it's pretty exciting you know, if you can go into a situation like that. But anyway. <laughs> he also said, Jay Moore, your first thing was why he wasn't throwing, right? Not Correct. Things. Uh, it was a decision by me and my team, my family. Um, and it comes down to that. He also then went on to say, go ahead and watch real live ball with me. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> if we could, if we could get Caleb Williams to give us a happy Chinooka, I think that that, that would bring the city of Chicago together around this guy. That'd be amazing. <laughs> Thoughts of Caleb Williams on playing for Washington. You know, it's it's like I've said before, it's familiar. It's it's, it's hometown, um, as everybody knows, and uh, you know, it'd be it'd be really cool to, to be back there and, and, and experience that. Um, the, the meeting went really well. Um, and, and um, you know, being around those, you know, everybody was in the room. So being around everybody, um, you know, just getting getting the taste of you know how they are, who they are, because like you said, everything's new. Happy Chinooka. Funky <laughs> Robinson. <laughs> I'm just telling you, man. Uh, I, does that sound like a guy who'd be stoked to play for Washington? To no. You? Talking about familiarity, like. I feel like that's not where he wants to be. He no. wants to be here. And he did say, they said, what about all the bad quarterback play Chicago's had? I don't compare myself to other guys. I rewrite history. I'm not surprise, playing surprise. for the money. I'm playing to be immortal. Now, be he, immortal in this town. He did compare himself to another guy when they asked him about his uh, size and his height, which has been a big point I'm, of debate. It's the first time I'm hearing about my height and size. Um, you know, I'm around Aaron Rodgers' size and, and maybe weight, too. Uh, 215, uh, 220, and 6162. Around Aaron Rodgers' size. Surprise, surprise. Smokey Williams? This oh. is Smokey Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> Caleb Robinson. Which one we going to go with? Caleb Robinson. <laughs> you know, now see, this is when it, go, when it gets too detailed and too deep, Cap. His height and size. What have we heard? Height and size now. Colors his nails. Too emotional with his mom. Didn't play well against Notre Dame. Listen, all you can say whatever you'd like, but you should also add in there that he is a winner. And the top of his field at the quarterback position at this point in time today. And we've been we're getting blessed. Yes. We're getting blessed. We're we, it's been so long and we're gonna get this kid. And there are actually people in this town that can we please trade the pick? Stop. Please, stop. Just stop. So based on what you heard there, what did you think of the leadership or the uh, the thoughts from Caleb Williams? I, he, he said, they asked him if he was going to be afraid to be 
that you might not go number one. I guess maybe in reference to what you were talking about, the Orlovsky and the Riddick. He said, no, I don't have a plan B. Like, he knows, yes. man. Yes. Uh, uh, this guy is a beast. Bring it on. Let's go. Get to Chicago. Let's get to work. The Bears are, was an 8 9 team last year, um, I believe. And, uh, seven, and, 7 and 10, sorry. And, and um, you know, it's, that's pretty good for a team that has the first pick. Um, and, and they got a good defense, and they got good players on offense. Um, and, and, you know, it's, it's pretty exciting you know, if you can go into a situation like that. Surprise, surprise. Thank you, Smokey. <laughs> Courtney Cronin just posted this. What does Caleb Williams want to know more about the Bears as he meets with them extensively at his Pro Day Top 30 visit? Do you want to win? The last question then asked to him was, has the Bears told you they are taking you with the top pick? He laughed and walked out. <laughs> that's a yes. Can't say it. <laughs> that, that feels like that's the rare situation where if it's not a, a hell no, it's a hell yes. Yeah, that's that's it. He didn't go. No, they haven't told me that. He just went out. <laughs> yeah. He should have said. But anyway. And just kept moving. That's what he should have said. He should have said, happy Chinooka. Yeah. Happy Chinooka. It is astounding to me, though. Like, Cap, you mentioned it, obviously, to start the segment. I thought you were going to give yourself a stroke. We're very happy that you're okay. Yep. Uh-huh. Um, it's astounding that, right. like, if we teleported to a year ago and had told people after you made the DJ Moore trade that the number one pick would be Caleb Williams. I think people in this town would have been falling over themselves for it. And now we're here, and like half the fans feel like it's the worst thing that could happen. Well, that's just just some of the fans. And again, that is not knowing what a quarterback looks like. And by the way, we haven't seen one in a long time. And as I've been saying a lot here on the show, there are some that feel, hey, we know who Justin Fields is. This guy can further develop his opportunity with this Bears team and be a the better quarterback than what we've seen. They don't want to change. And then some, like our friends like Lance Briggs and some that played the game said, oh, a rookie in here with these veterans, like a lamb to slaughter. He's going to have a – it's going to be a huge learning curve. Why, by the way, it will be. Hopefully the learning curve is not that steep for Caleb Williams or whoever the quarterback is for the Chicago Bears coming up. Jesse Rogers with the latest on the Cubs and Sox and everything else MLB. That's coming up next on the Cap'n J. Hood Morning Show. Welcome back to Cap'n J. Hood. You're officially locked in. Put your hands up in the sky. On Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. It's the Cap'n J. Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. Now time for Jesse Rogers, the latest on the Cubs and Sox and MLB and everything else as we turn to the hotline, the CarX Tire and Auto Hotline. Rattle, rattle, thunder, clatter, boom, boom, boom. Don't worry, call the CarX man. Good morning, Jesse. How are you? I'm good. Good morning from the desert. What's happening, boys? All right. Just forget the desert. The de- <laughs> Listen to me. Yeah. Jesse? Yeah. Caleb Williams just got done speaking. He said, I have one question for the Chicago Bears. Do you want to win? He wants to win. He said, 360 degrees to the janitors, to everyone in the building. We all come together. We all have each other's back. Yes. Jesse, he's coming to town. Are you ready to take your Justin Fields fan club card, (laughs) put it in a drawer, wish him well wherever he plays, the Toronto Argonauts or the Atlanta Falcons, 
and get on board that we've been touched by the football gods going, guess what, guys? You've struggled long enough. Your savior's rolling into town. Yeah, no, I definitely am. I think anybody that's kind of a field supporter should feel the same way. Like, you know, if, they, if, if there was no number one pick, I like fields. Let's build around them. But I, I didn't love fields coming out of uh, college. Uh, I kind of liked his game at the end there a little bit in the mid, middle of the season and, and thought they could build around him. But I don't think anybody that's a field supporter should be really mad at the Bears if they take Caleb Williams. They should be like, okay, it just didn't work out, but now we have the number one pick. You know, I mentioned this to Waddle and Silva the other day. You go in that Cubs locker room, for example, there's a ton of different opinions on just this topic alone. Dansby Swanson was a Keith Fields guy, but then was like, well, but I don't know. You know, there's nothing wrong with the work on hitting. Well, it's like anybody that is a field supporter should be like, yeah, but it's okay to take Williams. That should that's the right attitude to take. Because there's no way that you could be so convinced on Fields and so against Caleb. At, at best, you're like, ah, I like Fields, but you know what? Caleb's the number one pick with number one talent. We, we should probably take him. And, and debating Fields after three years might be the answer anyway, that he's just not that guy. So you know what I'm saying? Like, you, you can't be one of these guys that, that, that uh, backs themselves in the corner for Fields when what has he shown versus a guy that's this kind of a talent. So, so, again, making the case for Fields is fine, but if Williams has no red flags after meeting with the Bears, you take them. There's no doubt. So, Jesse, with Cody Bellinger, you just recently wrote about it on ESPN.com and talked about his down years because of the injuries with the Dodgers and now looking at what he's done with the Cubs. 307 average, 26 homers, 97 RBIs, and OPS of 881. Do you expect Bellinger this upcoming season, if he's blessed with good health, to have similar numbers or above the numbers he had last year? Similar, at least, maybe even above. I don't know if he can do what he did against left-handed hitting again. I mean, he was a monster against left-handed hitting. But I loved his team game. I loved his work ethic. And look, if you believe in sort of, you know, contract and money, you know, helping determine a guy's work ethic, well, here he is again, potentially a free agent. Um, I, I saw him last year or, or talked to people about him. He'd be out there at 8 in the morning after a bad game. Assuming he brings that same kind of work ethic, and why not since he's playing for that new contract, I, I, I think so. I, I, he proved it to me. A year ago right now, I had my doubts. I had my doubts, and he proved it to me. He played a team game. He p- could probably slug more if he wanted to. Um, that's one thing I heard about him coming in. Like He can be different versions because he's that talented. So what version are we going to get, the slugger with more strikeouts or more of the team guy that we saw last year? But to answer your question, I think he can be just as good, if not better, yes. Jesse, in terms of the pitching staff, I think we get our first look at Shota Imanaga today. How has he impressed, obviously not in game action yet, we'll find that out today. Yeah, I mean, he is impressive. I need to see more of him because his weakness is something that could be a problem. I think I mentioned this this to you guys before you know the high fastball is kind of his specialty now he 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 throws it with some deception so even though it looks 92 it may not be 92 but i saw patrick wisdom take him out in live batting practice we're going to see him debut tomorrow actually and it's going to be at the dodgers now otani usually plays the home game so shota versus otani will be very interesting tomorrow um but i think he's going to be good in two ways. One, early in the season when, when there's cold weather at Wrigley, and two, first time around the league, because there is a bit of deception 
in his delivery and stuff like that. But as the weather turns and the league gets to know him, we'll see. This is why he's probably more of a three than a two or a one because he's a fly ball pitcher. He is 30. So I think temper your expectations. I know it's $53 million, but like Yamamoto got $325 million. So you've got a middle-of-the-rotation guy, and I think he'll be good early, but he will give up some home runs. Let's see tomorrow, though. Let's see what he does against the Dodgers. Hey, Jess. Yeah. Any sack news? <laughs> I'll give you one guy that, again, when he's healthy, is impressing me, and that is Chuck Eloy. Him. You know, when Eloy's healthy, he's a slugger. Yeah, I'm betting um, him to win the home it. run title. Again, again, it. yeah, yeah. Keep him on the field. Horrible. Don't, and when I say keep him on the field, I don't mean the the, the defensive field. Like <laughs> keep him in the dugout for for DH only. Uh, you know, they talk about him preparing like an outfielder. That's just to to placate him. I hope at this point, but he shouldn't play one inning in the outfield. Reduce any chance at, at injury. So I like his. I've liked his at bats. I've spent, I've spent more time at Cubs camp. Um, but I've liked his at-bats, and the other guy I've liked, and I, I'm one of these guys that thinks he's never gotten a real shot, and that is Gavin Sheets. He's off to a good start. He's 4 for 10. He's hit two home runs. He has a double. I don't think anybody listening to me really loves Gavin Sheets, but he's never given, been given a full season of at-bats. Why not this year when you don't think you're going to win much? Let's see if Gavin Sheets is a real left-handed slugger on this team. I think he should have had more at-bats along the way the last couple of years. Is, is that Now, again, you mentioned Aloy, and I agree with you. He doesn't need any time in the outfield. You don't want him to get hurt. But then what are you doing with Sheets? I, I agree that right. in, with this year, when you're not going anywhere, Sheets deserves – he should earn 300-plus at-bats. But what about Dom Fletcher? What about his opportunities? Yeah. No, you're so right, Jay Hood, and this goes back to how uh, Rickon constructed this team with too many – DHs, right? Andrew Vaughn, I just was reading a Scott Merkin article about just how much adjustment he had to make playing those years in the outfield, and now he's going to first base for the, for his second year. And you're right, Sheets would have to play right field, but there's other people there. There's other people that are better defensively because Eloy takes up the DH spot, and when other guys are banged up, sometimes they take up the DH spot. So I don't know how Sheets gets 500 at bats. He probably won't because he won't play against lefties, which he's never been given that chance. So it, 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 Grafal's in no better spot other than Abreu moving on. It's still a team of kind of, you know, first baseman and DHs instead of athletic outfielders. Jesse, as you look at the free agent class, how how long is this going to drag out? I know I'm not expecting the Cubs to, yeah. you know, announce that Blake Snell and Jordan Montgomery are both showing up today, but... How long is this going to drag out in the industry? Because there's like 80 unsigned guys out there. Yeah, I mean, I've been focused on the Boris guys. And, um, you know, I haven't talked to you guys since the press conference. And I and I try to pin Scott down. I'm like, Scott Boris. And I'm like, look, you've got two pitchers, high elite pitchers. And, and we're, we're about to hit March. Like, you know, today's March 1st. Um, they can't be ready for the regular season. And he shot that down. Now, for people that don't know, Boris has – probably as good of a you know workout facilities as most major league teams. He's got one in California, and he's got some other things going on in Florida. So he says that Montgomery's in Florida, Snell's in California, and they are working them out like a regular spring training. He said they could sign any time in March and be ready for opening day. I'm not so sure of that. I'm sure teams aren't so sure of that. So when you ask that question, I don't know. I'm surprised the pitchers didn't go before Bellinger. But, you know, deals happen when they happen, and it's, it's crazy that the Cy Young Award winner is still available to anybody out there. Same with Jordan Montgomery. He won a World Series with the Rangers. So I, I don't have that answer. I, I'm surprised it's gone this long with them. 
and I'm absolutely surprised. I mean, we're, you know, is Matt Chapman, Mike Schmidt or something? I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm shocked that these guys are still out there, but this is how Scott Boris operates. I mean, I guess within his own little circle, he, you know, it's not the worst deal for Bellinger. He gets $80 million guaranteed, but he didn't get the 150 to 200, and he certainly has to go out and prove it again, which you know, most players would like the security and, and to be able to relax, and here he is. He's going to have pressure on him to produce again. Cap and I mentioned that when we saw Boris there in the press conference with Bellinger, that that was just good business on the part of Jed. I know there's a lot of people on social media that were up in arms like, yeah. what's that guy doing there? Get him out of there. You don't need Boris. But actually, you got to deal with Scott again, so why not have him at the press conference answering questions, right? That's, I thought that was good business by Jed. Man, there was a lot of talk about him being there. I mean, it's not unprecedented, unprecedented that the agent was up there. Maybe in this situation it's unusual because it's a re-signing, it's a smaller deal. But I know Bellinger wanted him there, and Boris certainly wanted to be there. And, and look, if Bellinger wants it at all, Jed's not going to If the player wants that as a safety blanket, Jed's not going to turn it down. Now, I don't know whose idea was it, Bellinger or Boris, but I know Bellinger signed off on it and was for it. I saw Bellinger basically afterwards. Like, I don't know, it was a hug, but he gave him, like, a, a thank He said thank you. He said thank you for being there. Thank you for being up there. Bellinger said that to his agent. So um, I think the, the uh, Jed's going to defer in that case. And you're not wrong. Look, if you turn them down, you're right. It, it, you know, there's some animosity there. It's supposed to be a good day, not a bad day. You're bringing back a good player. I guess it was unusual, but as a reporter, I want more information. Wasn't it great to see them up there? And then, you know, I, was, I asked a couple questions like, okay, can you sign another Boris? Like he's sitting right there and you can, you know, you get the executive, you get the agent, you can put them both on the spot. I, I kind of liked it. The only thing better would have been if Tom Ricketts was up there and ask him if oh. uh, you're, you're willing to go over the, the luxury tax, you know? So I, I liked it when they were all up there. I may have to swing by Tom's house today and go, Hey, Tom, cap, I'm at your gate. I'm sure he's got a <laughs> gate. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> hey man, I need Blake Snell here by Monday or Jordan Montgomery or Matt Chapman. Let's go. Well, you have to talk to Jed about that because he's the guy that's the general manager. I'm sure that it'll be a lot of that. Pick up the phone and start dialing. Let's go, Tom. And one other thing. When's Sosa coming back? (laughs) Jesse, you are the man. All right. I want to see a bet between you guys. I mean, it's spring training. Kopech versus Steele. Who do you got today? Let's go. Who? Kopech versus Steele. Kopech versus Steele. I thought you said versus Theo. I'm like, what? Yeah. Uh, Kopech versus Justin I a, Steele. I need a hoodie versus cap bet today. Sox, Cubs, let's go. Well, the first of all, the Cubs are winning the game. That, that, I'm not so sure about that. Steele's oh. only going to throw probably seven innings. Yeah. <laughs> and Kopech, one and one-third, seven hits, seven runs, oh, all wow. earned. Two so, hoodie, the, the, the thing about the Sox is, like, you want to oh, this is Kopech's year. Like, this is Andrew Vaughn's year. This is Eloy's year. Like, you're waiting for, like, four or five guys to have a career year. I mean, I guess that's your only hope if they all had it at the same time. Like, it, it's time for Kopech to finally put it all together, yes. right? And we've been waiting, waiting, waiting for, like, three or four of these guys to put up career years. Not this year, Jess. Any Sox news? <laughs> Jesse, thank you, sir. See you, Jess. All right, boys. Have a great weekend. I'll talk right, to welcome you to the Caleb Williams world. It is uh, Jesse Rogers. On the car, it's tiring on a hot one. Rattle, rattle, thunder, batter, boom, boom, boom. Don't worry, call the 
Shay? Poor Jesse, the one of the biggest Fields ardent supporters on the station, and he just body bagged him right at the start. Oh man! And by, put him in, a, put baby in the corner. Uh, yeah, boy, I agree. It's Caleb. That's what you did to him. Hey, buddy. It is what it is, man. White Sox and Cubs today. Get on board, Colt. Here we go. White Sox and Cubs today at two o'clock, right here on the home of the White Sox, ESPN One Thousand. Good morning. Glad you're along for the Captain J. Hood experience. We're here weekdays from 7 to 10 on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN. Hello. Chicago. Good morning. Captain J. Hood on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. Still to come on the program, we'll hear from Courtney Cronin, who covers the Bears for ESPN and ESPN.com. That's at 918. We'll open up the Friday folder. And in an hour from now, Cap, it's going to be, once again, another edition of Spring Trading. How about that? We know what that is. Spring Trading, right? We take, or we, not we, Danny, the boss, takes all the shows, jumbles up the partnerships, and I might be hosting... Morning with Waddle. You might be hosting Afternoons with Carmen. Just we mix it all up every Tuesday in the month of March. Yes. Excited. Looking forward to it. I loved it. It's a lot of fun. The great Danny Zetterman will be here at 9.50 and we'll have the selections. You'll find out who's who's hosting with whom coming up at 9.50. When did he get named director of content? Doc. It's got to be three years now, right? Uh, two years. Two years. He's done a lot of things now. A lot of getting accomplished here. Got that right. When Caleb Williams is on the morning show every week, that'll be his crowning achievement. His magnum opus, if you will. That to be his magnum opus. Uh, speaking of Caleb, sidebar may I approach. Brought to you by Ankin Law 3126 million for the great Howard Ankin. Sign my ball. LSU wide receiver Malik Neighbors on his podium. Quote, I would say I wowed all the coaches with my football intelligence. Also, quote, I talk to Caleb all the time. That's our guy. What do they talk about? I hope football. I hope playing in Chicago. Are you kidding me? You walk out of this draft with Caleb Williams Malik neighbors? <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> oh, my God. Are you kidding me? Oh, God. Even the Justin Fields stand club is going to have to come around, right? Mm-hmm. Don't think so. <laughs> well, if you don't come around, you're not a Bears fan. I mean, I, I, I was, I'm, a, I'm pretty consistent with this, Cap, and that is is that I'm a Bears fan first. No matter who's in a Bears uniform, I'm a Bears fan first. Correct. Listen, it was satire when, when Jenkinson North, years and years ago, followed Mike Ditka to, to Louisiana to Metairie, Louisiana, for Saints camp because Ditka, he's a bear, but we're going to follow him wherever he goes. We're going to Saints camp, that kind of thing. Or when we try to tell people it's upstairs, <laughs> and, yeah, as we try to tell people upstairs, we want to follow Mitch to Latrobe when when he's with the Steelers. I mean, yeah, it's funny, it's satire because, hey, it's Maserati Mitch will follow him wherever he goes. But in this situation, Cap, you have to be a Bears fan first. Yes, a hundred thousand percent. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I told you that lady's coming out of 
Chick-fil-A again, the second day in a row. I saw her there. She's got her bag of snacks. Mm -hmm. If they name her quarterback, I'm rooting for the Bears. I don't think it'll go well, but whoever is wearing the jersey, I'm cheering for. If you missed Caleb Williams speaking at the podium in Indianapolis, you'll hear that coming up next. Don't forget Courtney Cronin from Indy as well from the Combine. That's at 918. Cap and Jay Hood back in two minutes on the home of the Bears, ESPN 1000.